When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I got an email from a fan who said she was listening to our ads in the HelloFresh ads. Mm-hmm. And she says, uh, I'm thinking, hell yes, my boys are making it. Get that money. Please know I know that ads don't get you rich. Uh, I'm here for it and happy at the thought of you enjoying some sort of income from this amazing podcast. That was until Alex pulled the somebody making soup bullshit that re- that resulted in me snort laughing coffee all over my white scrubs I wear to my nursing school clinic. <laughs> <laughs> out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed. Call Andy and Kelly. Your business paper needs or Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and member of the Yakuza who happens to be visiting the Lackawanna County Trolley Museum, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin Jaynes, human scarecrow at Shoot Farms. And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Oh, you rich people, you think you can do whatever you want to the servant <laughs> class. No, 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 don't turn this into a political thing. <laughs> poison your food. <laughs> Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. This week we'll start with our main topic, and then we'll head to the conference room for a question from a listener. We'll do uh, quick ordinary things, which is where we relate our own lives to The Office. Uh, and then we'll finish up with some listener-provided trivia. Big episode here, guys. And uh, and what we'll be talking about today is murder. Murder, season six, episode 10. My favorite episode of The Office. It aired on November 12, 2009. It was directed by Greg Daniels and written by Daniel Chun. And I didn't know, I didn't recognize that name. So I looked up Daniel Chun. He's, a He's written a lot of stuff. He's done so much stuff. He's a Korean-American writer who's written for The Simpsons and for Happy Endings, um, as well as many other shows. Uh, He's been a head writer for The Office, uh, getting two Emmy nominations. And he also wrote The Delivery, Nepotism, Training Day, Doomsday, and Tallahassee. Uh, All bangers. Bangers. And uh, just another fascinating fact about him, he studied biological anthropology at harvard university so wow (laughs) uh uh but yeah um murder i mean this is like i said oh everybody oscar found a reason to look on webmd uh this this is my favorite episode uh of the office i just i think it just includes some of my all-time favorite quotes favorite moments uh I I love it because besides Jim as co-manager, the episode could almost exist anywhere in the series, it feels like. You've mm-hmm. got the classic, the branch is closing or the company's going bankrupt and 
and Michael is trying to distract the office with Bell's bourbon and bullets. And Battlestar Bells, Galactic. Burbits. Yeah. <laughs> Burbits. <laughs> Burbits. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know. How do you guys feel about this episode? Is it, uh, is it up there for you? Is it, did it, does it even crack your top five episodes of all time? I mean, I think uh, I was very excited to pick this one up. We were doing another single episode, and as we were kicking around topics, it's like we knew that this is your favorite episode, and so I was so excited that we get to talk about this one together. Um, I like this one quite a bit. It's not like in my, you know, personal favorites, but it is, I think, one of the most fun, one of the most silly, one of the most unique. I feel like if I were to turn on a TV somewhere and the office would be playing in syndication, this is the episode you're most likely to see. And yeah. For very good reason. Uh, so I'm very excited to dig into this. I also feel like this episode has some of the most office lines that you, Sean, say when we're hanging out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I can vouch for In that. addition to the Charles Minor lines from that arc, uh, lines from murder, I feel like, are very popular in the Sean Roney vernacular. So, Delta Park, yeah. I do declare. <laughs> so excited for all of that. Tube City, you owe me one. Uh, yeah. So I believe Sean's, for, for years, Sean's Wi-Fi network was called Tube City. Yep. Still might be. Uh, it's not anymore since we moved, but I got to change. I can change that. Mm-hmm. It's can... great. Yeah. If, <laughs> listeners out there, if, you're, if your Wi-Fi network is named after an office thing, let us know what it is. Oh, yeah. Tube City's darn good. I think it, uh, Tube City was the name of the network, and I do declare was the password in case you ever come over oh, and hang Sean's out at my house. house. Yeah. Get, get some internet access. Mm-hmm. My Wi-Fi uh, network is a, is a 30 Rock reference. Vic Nightingale. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I, mine's still a jumble of numbers. I still haven't customized it but i'm taking i'm now taking suggestions for office related nice uh, network names um nice. to answer your question sean no it is not in my top five mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it never will be wow <laughs> um, no, I, uh, well, although i it, it I, I do love this episode i agree that it's that's so true this is like most likely to watch this episode on tbs mm-hmm. uh for sure and i think that's because this comes in a run of episodes of post niagara which is obviously a yeah. huge moment in the office and then you get this run of mafia the lover koi pond double date and murder and they sort of sit as like this extra little set of episodes that i think you could take any of those episodes out and sprinkle them into other seasons and you could probably work them in this one is kind of is a is a hinge episode going from jim and pam's wedding and everything to sort of setting up the storyline that eventually gets us to saber to season eight and nine, mm. right? Because you're basically um, get this article that hey, the company's probably going bankrupt, right? Uh, they're going to be in the insolvent. journal. They're going to be out of money in the journal. Oh, the wall. <laughs> and Aaron, do we have the journal? You mean your feelings journal? You told me to put it in the time capsule. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I love that. He... <laughs> so, where's my go back? There's nothing in it. You're telling me now. <laughs> same, and it's the it's the same amount of attention and care uh, as the company may be folding is to Michael's feelings journal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is where this is sort of the point of this episode is to get us from where things are relatively normal when this episode starts, right? They're right. just kind of hanging out. This is a very, almost a season one plot. Everything a of, is... A threat of people losing yeah. their jobs. Yes. This is back to the basics. And it, everything is good at this point in time, it seems like. Um, I mean, besides... Uh, Michael and Helene are broken up. Yeah, right. we're coming... Yes. Yeah, that's the... What that's leads over. Into this. Yeah. Jim and Pam mm-hmm. are married. Mm-hmm. 
just kind of grooving. There's a new crush with Aaron and Andy, letting that play out. Mm-hmm. You know what's kind of interesting is for an episode that you said, you know, maybe could it feels like it could belong in a number of places in the series. This is one of the episodes that when I when I think about it, it I think this is where it happens. This is where the company is actually bankrupt after all the right. different threats of that happening. And this is the episode where it happens, where Michael gets everyone to play along with him. So yeah. those two things happening together make for a really uh, very standout episode. I mean, on one hand, you have Jim who's who's trying to uh, – there's something very interesting about Jim's sort of denial about the fact that the company's going under and, like, who knows what's going to happen. Like, the fact that he wants to keep his head above water and keep working right. and the fact that Michael is so willing to embrace distraction. And, and this is the time to embrace distraction, it seems. Mm-hmm. So even David Wallace, when he gets him on the phone, he's like, Jim, I can't really wrap my head around that right now. We'll be out of money by the end of the year. Insult. So there's <laughs> not a lot of, there's no like hope. There's no like keep working, keep trying. It's just, that's it. And uh, it, it sets up Michael's game perfectly. That moment too, when like Jim has now become a co-manager, he's actually taking it seriously. He's trying to do a good job and he feel like he gets all the way to there. And that moment, that exchange where he's like, hey, I've got some ideas for bringing in a big new client. And it's like, the rug is pulled out from under him because David's like, it doesn't really matter. Sorry, but it's not going to happen. And Jim's a little, and then Jim's kind of spinning for a mm-hmm. lot of this episode where he's like kind of desperately trying to like keep everything going. And he becomes the guy who's like, Hey, I know it's pointless, but like, let's just work. And, um, this is where Michael as the big picture guy comes in <laughs> and gets this game, this weird game out uh, of his cupboard. I love too that. Like, Michael does it first. He doesn't. He doesn't go straight to distracting everybody. He himself panics uh, at first and throws up in the in the restroom, oh, yeah. which is another just pooping. You know how, how I be. Pooping. You know how I be. <laughs> Crazy world. A lot of smells. Crazy world. A lot of smells. <laughs> uh, I I love that he gets. You know, M- Michael does start panicking and then he goes into character which is often his move and it's just very fun to watch the rest of the office go along with him so often when they're in the conference everyone they're they're uh so exhausted by whichever Mm -hmm. character it is michael clump michael scar or michael scarn prison mike whomever it is Mm -hmm. they're this captive audience and they start to play along even angela and stanley are won over by the promise of sandwich platters and baby carrots so <laughs> i know that little that little whisper like baby carrots yeah it's <laughs> such a funny moment mm-hmm. that, um, that keeps angela there well and then you get dwight being full dwight you know dwight always commits very hard to whatever he's doing and yeah angela andy phyllis who oh, he's doing so well they they all have moments where they're they're really into it yes and yet again yet again it's pam who's the first to stand up and take a step and be like, I'll do it. I'll say this thing in the voice and we'll all have fun. Mm-hmm. And that is like, it's always Pam. When when Michael throws out a lifeline and needs someone to take it, it's usually Pam and she doesn't disappoint here. Mm-hmm. That's clever. Like debutante. Mm-hmm. I love that yes. from Andy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Andy gives the, the accent lesson and they're off and running. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got something to say to Beatrix Bourbon, if you don't mind. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, Michael gets so excited. Oh man. Um Yeah, I just I I just like can't get enough of the lines in this episode. I mean, first of all, actually, we didn't even talk about the cold open, which is 
oh, one yeah, of my all-time favorite cold opens. Dwight attacking himself, demonstrating karate for. <laughs> ha! Gonna flip you. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he has Phyllis as his like demonstration partner as well is super funny. That he she's willing to. <laughs> I know. You know. Yeah. Boo! 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 Broken arm. Broken arm. Broken nose. Boom! Yeah. Broken nose. Broken yeah. nose. Boom! Boom! Yeah. That's... Exact same energy when he's. He's looking at the camera and hitting her with the elbow as like when he's hitting the mannequin. Yeah. In the fight. The, yes. In the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it also, I mean, that's another piece of why this episode, I think, is so uh, watchable and rewatchable. Uh, this would be, an, if you've never seen The Office before, you could show this to somebody and they, or, and, and they would find it funny because it's just people being very silly. Dwight being mm -hmm. very over the top. And I feel like the mm -hmm. cold open really uh, plays into that as well. Yeah, so I feel. I feel like someone watching this would be like, "So there's wait, there's two bosses in this show." Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a long story, but yeah. I mean, you just get to see them like speak and just try to pretend to be characters, which I think is is always mm -hmm. very funny. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got to, and actually, I've got the list here of everybody who is in the murder mystery game. We got Voodoo Mama Juju, played by Angela. It's not her fault. She was exposed to Harry Potter. <laughs> Beatrix Bourbon, played by Phyllis. The person that Dwight most medium suspects. Uh, debutante, played by Pam. The butler, played by Dwight. <laughs> uh, Caleb Crawdad, obviously, is Michael. Uh, Naughty Nellie Nutmeg, played by Aaron. Nathaniel Nutmeg, played by Andy. Rich Cowboy, played by Kevin Malone, with the sure. cigar and the wad of cash. By the horses. <laughs> yeah, the horses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, Jim plays himself as a time traveling co-manager is what somebody wrote. So that's here. so that's in the deleted scenes where okay. Jim, oh. is, Jim is twying, trying to uh twying. <laughs> Jim is uh trying to get a hold of everyone and he's in the room and he says I'm a travel time traveler from the year 2009 and there's a paper company with a lot of work that has to get done. <laughs> and uh Dwight says no fair. If there's time traveling then I should be able to time travel to the night of the murder and see who did it. And Jim <laughs> Jim says okay, you did it. You can time travel. Who did it? Dwight says it was too dark. I couldn't see. <laughs> also, Andy... I already declared you it was too dark to tell. <laughs> Andy says, uh, as it turns out, uh, I was adopted and I'm not Nellie's brother. And Brian, <laughs> and Brian in character says, I don't know what that has to do with the game. <laughs> and Andy says, I just wanted to say it. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I guess that's the. I mean, is the, the A and B storyline are pretty intertwined, which was which is like the threat that Dunder Mifflin goes bankrupt and playing this game mm -hmm. was it the same thing. Mm -hmm. And then you have, uh, of course, this Andy and Aaron, uh, sort of, crush starting Will to play out they? and yeah. uh, asking a date in character becomes very confusing for Andy and for uh, Aaron. and and for Aaron, and it's yeah. it's it's it gets harder and harder to watch because you're like. How old is Andy, and how is he this mortified to just like <laughs> clear it up? Even in that moment yeah. where they're just in the kitchen talking, still in accents of just yeah. being like, "Hey, sorry to be clear, I do want to take you on a date." Like, come on, like you could do that. Yes, come on, man. I've been Absolutely. waiting for the stars to align. Come Literally, on. there's a skylight in my room, and I'd like for the moon to be in view. Honestly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was hoping she would ask me out, but it's time for me to take the Nard Dog to take matters into his own paws. <laughs> <laughs> There's one of my all-time favorite Aaron moments is in this where Andy walks up to her after Michael declares that the game is still on. Um, 
and Andy walks up to her and says, just thinking about Weekend at Birdies. It's funny. The guy's dead the whole time. And Aaron says, I haven't seen it. <laughs> like the, yeah. The way that she just keeps up her enthusiasm, even though she doesn't even know it. what yeah. he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> My boudoir is always open. Um, I caught a uh, I caught a new line uh, in my rewatching this um, right after the opening. <laughs> Michael is talking to Andy, and he says, "But I would say my oh, yeah. favorite art form is a tie between sculpting and stand up comedy." <laughs> yeah, never seen him sculpt. I know. No, <laughs> I would love to see some of his sculptures. I thought he would have said magic. Yeah, yeah, stand up right. comedy. Yeah. 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 So what have we seen Michael do? Painting, woodworking. It's either pine or Nordic cherry. Ah, yes. Yeah, that's true. But never sculpture. Yes. No. Mm-hmm. Music. Perhaps Certainly. Steel, filmmaking. 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 Yes. Mm-hmm. I um, love that he anyway. goes to Andy to talk to though. I feel like Andy <laughs> is the perfect audience for Michael to approach with his like weekend chats or his just random opinions and he's always yeah. going to bounce it off in a very funny way i did stand up once killed michael says that sounds hilarious, <laughs> <That's> hilarious. <laughs> yeah. uh really then, quick note on on the uh crazy world out of smells moment i i it dawned on me that it could only have been kevin in that moment because no one else in the office anyone else would have just like accepted the smell and gone in and not said anything. Yeah. But Kevin is immediately like, did you throw up in here? It smells like vomit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no one else would have done that. No. They would have just Certainly gone Certainly not. <laughs> um, God, I, just... I, I love that, uh, that even though the game gets ruined, Michael still continues. That's like, that's a very hallmark trade for Michael Scott is that he never knows when to, when to stop. Right, even yeah, though they, they find out that Beatrix Bourbon is the killer. Mm-hmm. And it happens fairly, like there's still a lot of episode left when that moment happens, but now you found out Miss Beatrix Bourbon was the killer. <laughs> um, but yes, it, it, takes, it takes this unrelenting optimism from Michael and this need to play this game with everyone that for some reason they go back and keep playing. I don't know what they would have done right. other than just having fun and character together. But there's still this, I mean, throughout this episode, they're checking in on where corporate's at. Um, shout out to Oscar, who <laughs> does his best to do an accent. And I feel like I feel like the real Oscar is probably very good at accents, and he's doing it. I feel like he's like altering it as Oscar the accountant would do it. It's a very good job. The, very the, good job, um, Oscar Nunez. The bloopers from that scene are fabulous because yes. yes, uh, yeah. Steve Carell oh. like can't even keep it together. The plantation, the people that buy us the seeds, <laughs> the, 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 the seeds, manure. My, yeah. Michael, I, I can't. Michael gets. Uh, it's like an extended improv scene for Michael, and he does get a gun in the end, as we see mm-hmm. is the Michael mm-hmm. move in improv. But he gets everyone to go along with him. Dwight is the detective that's interrogating him. I already declared it was too dark to tell. Yeah. Stop playing games with me, Crawdad. There's a, you think this is a game? This is my life. That's another, that's another Sean line that we hear a lot. This is not a game. This is my life. <laughs> um, but then Andy and him and Pam down at the end, uh, yeah. they, all, they all play along. They stake to the last... The, the tag of this episode is the three of them involved in that standoff. Mm-hmm. And it's Michael, Dwight, Andy, and then Pam is a surprise. 
Mm-hmm. Correct. Not going down like this. <laughs> a very memeable uh, image. Mm-hmm. Yes. As we've seen out there. Indeed. Deb, Indeed. what in the world do you have the vapors? <laughs> oh, yes. I love on the way back in. Me. My heart nearly <laughs> leapt out of my chest. That was the that was the cut for the beginning drop, was that little bit there. Uh, I love when they go back to the room and Stanley's like, do we have to play? It's just like, no. And he just stays there. <laughs> he goes right back to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, just uh, there is an interesting moment where Jim and Pam are talking, and and Jim says we're good company, we're going to be fine, and Pam says we could both lose our jobs. Right. Which is something I think that we as viewers maybe hadn't considered before, and maybe Jim in his uh, stay the course kind of mentality uh, hadn't considered as well that both of them would be out of work. So. Uh, shortly after that, I think uh, Jim confronts uh, Michael and then becomes, you know, starts to play along with the game. There's been mm-hmm. another murder. Um, so it's it's interesting because on some level, David Wallace is kind of abandoning them as well. Right. In all the chaos, David just kind of steps out. And I think that's one thing, you know, we've never done a David Wallace episode. I hope, fingers crossed, uh, <laughs> that I'm not getting that one wrong. No, um, we haven't. But... Uh, for all, like, David is portrayed to be a really nice guy, but we never see him do anything that shows him as, like, a very successful or strong manager, really. It's true. His biggest move is rewarding Michael Scott or letting him, you know... Right. Going back and forth between trying to punish Michael or uh, reward him for doing so well, like... He got pretty mad at them during stress relief mm -hmm. uh, after... After the fire I mean, drill. You know what probably did not help their financial situation was a season earlier hiring back three people full time salaries, benefits, <laughs> all that stuff. Or hiring the Cirque du Soleil guys as salaried employees. That didn't yeah. help with the year end yeah. tax stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, David really? Wallace just kind of he kind of walks out of this episode. He doesn't reassure them that much. Really quick sidebar, uh, Edwin, you mentioned I, I hope you haven't it. done a David Wallace episode. Uh little shout out to our Patreon because we've now been uh put up a poll of what characters and episode oh, yeah. topics we want to do next. Yeah. And so we're going to let our, our Patreon members vote on what episodes we're doing. So I put one up of like, what should our next character episode be? And Toby and Jan are in a dead heat right now. Whoa. It's a one point. It's a one vote difference right now. Um, so join that Patreon and Excellent. let know. I didn't have David yeah. Wallace on that list. Uh, and I didn't have Bob Vance as the other one. So, uh, <laughs> but we still got Nellie, Toby, Todd Packer, Jan, uh, David Wallace, Bob Vance, if we want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's Toby and Jan. Like it's coming down to Toby and Jan, like right together. Now. That would be the topic of the episode. <laughs> Nelly, Nelly, in a distant third. Yeah. But yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Todd Packer uh, on the bottom. I like the idea of having to do an episode about all the times that Toby and Jan interact together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be pretty short. Yeah. Pretty short. short episode. No, Toby is your representative. <laughs> um. Man, I'm just thinking, I mean, this is the part uh, where now I'm probably just going to say all my Please favorite do. moments what, from this all I want. Everyone, Kevin's going to give us his take on the situation. Let's listen up. <laughs> That's a good one, certainly. I love, dude, Michael, <laughs> Michael is like, uh, now on your character card, it tells you who you are and what your alibi is. Everything else is up to your imagination. So if you talk slowly in real life, your character say, could say, have been kicked in the head by a horse, <laughs> which is just completely directed at Kevin. Nice. And he just goes, oh, I'll try that. Yeah. Whoa, I'll try it. <laughs> yeah. Y'all. 
Yeah. <laughs> people are really getting into it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Y'all. People do get into it. Uh, it's, you know, it's, the, it's interesting to play this in just that conference room. Like, such a tight space to play a game like this, mm-hmm. where you need to go, like, have meetings and talk to people. And Even Meredith. Would be there. She, yeah. yeah. She uh, inquires I'm a about... a dead body, and these are my brain chunks. <laughs> <laughs> She also sets up that like date with Nellie and Kevin together. Oh yeah, uh-huh. that's right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's you know what though. That is we talked about best facial expressions on a Patreon episode once. Mm-hmm. Andy's face when uh, Aaron says my boudoir is always open and puts her arms around. Yeah, right. Meredith yeah. and Kevin. His face in the back is about the, maybe the best face of the whole series. Just oh, like it's man. really good. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and look at it yeah. after this. <laughs> it's, it's it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, we also mm. get when are you gonna boo me? <laughs> Darn! Like his like Darn. the way that he checks his anger or his frustration. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Darn! <laughs> you are murdering yeah. the Nardoc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also get a brief appearance from Creed in this episode. <laughs> he just comes in <laughs> yeah. and says, "Hey, sorry, I'm late. What's going on, sir? There has been a murder." And you are a suspect. And I love the way Creed goes, okay. Hey. Very good. Okay. Hang, hang on. on just, just a second. Let me settle, settle it. it. Yeah. And then he runs. see uh, Creed's car, that old caddy. That mm-hmm. old Pretty caddy. sweet. Screech out of the parking lot. Uh, <laughs> I pulled up Andy's face. I really want to send it to you guys. It's, oh, yeah. It's... Please. <laughs> I have to figure out how to do it. Actually, oh man, I'm so sorry. This is probably derailing this entire episode. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, we're, we're we're chilling here. Yeah, we're having a good time. I, I'm trying to think. I, I, I'm sure I'm forgetting some other fa- fabulous moments uh, from this episode. I, I mean, you know, I I do like to see. Uh, uh, I mean that that moment when Michael yells it at uh, at Jim, and it turns out that Michael kind of does have a plan sort of for how to get through this day um yes which maybe he could have shared with jim before yelling at him but uh but still yeah, it's I, like this whole time jim is just assumed oh michael's just being a kid and not worrying but really it does have a michael did have a reason to go get that game mm-hmm. and he probably thought of it in the moment as he was talking in the conference room and he runs and grabs it but it yeah. is it's like they need this game, Jim. Let us have this stupid little game. It's like Michael knows it's stupid. Michael yeah. knows that they shouldn't be doing this, and mm-hmm. uh, but he knows that. Look, it's all pointless anyway. Why work? No one's gonna. Everyone's gonna yeah. be distracted at work, so we might as well do this game. Yeah, and it. He's right. He's right. People take to it. Yeah. I emailed it to you. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know if you want to keep. We'll this have in. to post it. Yeah, that's fine. It's pretty. All right. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean it, it's a it's a look at that old dude in his Rolodex go moment kind of mm-hmm. for Michael. Um uh it turns yes, out the soft skills of managing. Yes. Knowing knowing you need to know when to work but more importantly when to not work. Mm-hmm. And that is Michael's strong suit. Yeah, and then we get he's the well prepared for such a moment. Get the wisdom from uh from Jim just about uh, you know, mom and dad and uh when parents got to help distract the kids kind of reminds me of when uh we have pam and michael or yeah pam and michael starting the michael scott podcast company and like don't don't doesn't she make a parent uh analogy there too for like 
like one of them is freaking out and the and the other is calm or something like that. I don't, I don't. Oh yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna be make, mixing them up, but um, that was one of the first uh, when I briefly worked as a raft guide. One of the first lessons you learn is fake it till you make it, which is <laughs> this exact same lesson, yeah. and it applies in a lot of scenarios. Which is the one thing you can't do when people are in your boat is start acting like you don't know what's going on or what to do because then everyone panics. Yeah, mm-hmm. even yeah. if you don't know, pretend you do. It's gonna help. Absolutely. And I, I think that's Michael, because I think Michael starts legitimately freaking out, hence the vomiting scene when he's talking to David Wallace and he's trying to get David Wallace's secretary to spy on them. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be hilarious? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he, he does he does take a couple steps to actually, like, figure out the situation, but he doesn't know. And so he starts freaking out. And so he just goes to the game. Yep. And Michael has that great talking head about the power of uh, games. Games have the power to distract people from stressful situations. Battleship got me through my parents' divorce. Yeah. Operation got me through my mastectomy, i.e. my operation. I don't <laughs> think I would have been able to endure my breakup with Holly had it not been for Toss Across. Do you guys I know Toss Across? I don't even know what Toss Across <laughs> is. Toss Across is basically like cornhole, isn't it? With uh, tic-tac-toe, where you like throw... Oh. Yeah. oh it's a game it. that does not make any sense for the sake of enduring a breakup. Right. <laughs> And who's he playing All the other ones these with? Track pretty well of like battleship, like this one on one trying to destroy each other. That would resonate for yeah. going through a divorce with your parents. Yeah. Operation, but yeah, toss across. I guess the distance. And he to... he says at the end of the day, this is the hardest that I have worked in a long time. Yeah. So there has been a lot of murder is... and a lot of intrigue. <laughs> My little heart can barely take it no more. <laughs> It's fun just to hang out with that accent. Yeah, exactly. It's fun. You're doing this kind of Florida panhandle thing. <laughs> really should be doing a Savannah accent, which like is molasses, molasses. spilling out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we also get uh, another moment of Michael using music to kind of soothe uh, what he's going through. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Rockabye. Rockabye. Need more mullins, and he turns it up. (laughs) Turns it up, (laughs) and then that little the light is just even when she smiles. When Alex and I were on before you jumped on, Sean, that was just the thing we were laughing about. (laughs) Uh, I love it. It's similar to uh, uh, the James Blunt song Mm -hmm. in season three. Mm -hmm. Touch my heart, touch my soul. (laughs) Or uh, the way that Michael uses those music. Remember when he leaves at the end of the job. I want to thank you for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his, his lecture yeah. right his yeah. business school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he loves a portable stereo. Mm. <laughs> Most definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want a little taste of it. <laughs> I don't want to buy it. Just to taste it. Oh boy! But um, yeah, one of the one of the all timers in terms of just being fun, silly, and yes, uh, insanely quotable, and uh, yeah. Absolutely. Some Any of other us. final thoughts on murder? Don't do it. <laughs> uh, no, I just, I, 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 just like you said, it's just. Uh, I think, I think we um, covered all my favorite quotes already. So, uh, but uh, yeah, there you have it. Murder. Maybe. What if uh, this is just an idea, and we can cut this if, if it doesn't make sense? Okay, we could do a quick little run of our favorite episodes. So this was yours for murder. Yeah, we can deal with uh, Alex's next, which yeah. has has been stated is money. Yep. Yes. And then we'll that, go with that mine. Still tracks. And I'll have to pick one. 
<laughs> probably yeah, we the, already did uh, dinner party. The Dundies is probably my favorite. Uh, at least we've already done the Dundies. We have. Yeah, there's no that's doubt. right. But we'll find so you have to pick, pick a, a new favorite. favorite. <laughs> Pick a new show, man. Yeah. Look at Edwin and his Rolodex go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also the sound of you going through your Rolodex. Yeah. All right. Where I've got cards on every episode. Uh yeah. look at the back of this one. Tall and beats. Yeah. All right. Let's uh let's head to the conference room. All right. Let's conference room it up. Hey, nice. new one. From the episode, you know? Perfect, Jimbo. Jimbo. Uh, Jimbo. Uh, we just got a. We had a, a nice little a voice memo. Not even a voice mail, as you'll hear. A nicely recorded voice memo sent to us uh, for a quick uh, conference room discussion. Hey, my name's Corey. I'm calling from Ontario, Canada, and my quest qua 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 is um, if you could have one character from the office join you guys on the podcast, who would it be, and what kind of questions would you ask them? So not the actor, but the actual character. Love what you guys are doing. Keep it up. Thank you, Corey. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you, Corey. that's a great question. Um, uh, I can't yeah. believe this hasn't come up in like yeah. 120 episodes. <laughs> All this time. I, uh, I hope it's not too boring of, a, of an answer, but uh, oh, I was thinking I would have Michael Scott <laughs> on the show. Because I can just imagine how excited he would be uh, to be interviewed. Um, and I think he would say some pretty ridiculous stuff. He would. That's why I wouldn't want Michael Scott. He would talk for so long. So about nothing. About nothing. Yeah. He would be, I just as a podcast guest, he might be a little, uh, I think he'd be pretty obnoxious. Yes. Uh, he'd be really nervous, so he'd start saying a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> and we know when Michael gets nervous, he starts to do all sorts of different characters and things. And not to mention, he'd say probably say some offensive stuff on our show. He'd see <laughs> all sorts of things. But, I mean, his name is in our podcast name, so he'd be stoked on that. Yes. My first instinct was Michael Scott. Uh, so I'll, I'll cut, mm. I think, And I think partly because uh i feel like you could get him to give you some amazing answers about like his favorite character to play what was going through his head during certain times in the show how much did he act for the documentary mm. i i'm curious about all of that but mm. since sean said michael i will go with uh hmm i'll go with toby okay good pick yeah nice he said good with pick. a question mark at the end i'll go with toby I think Toby for a manager. Yeah, I think Toby would have enough distance from the rest of the offense that, that he could give you a pretty good point of view on a lot of things that happened uh, and a lot of uh, interactions and moments from the show uh, or from the, the documentary run, I guess. Yeah, I think Toby would have a very interesting point of view on a lot of it. He would also I mean, he's the one who sees all the complaints. He's the one who files mm -hmm. all the reports. He's the one who. uh He's uh, he's got the biggest lens on the office. He interacts with corporate a lot. Mm -hmm. He's obviously is Michael's enemy, mm -hmm. or Michael is his enemy. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I think that's a good pick. Just simply to learn about the office as a as a business, I would go to Toby to just be like, what what happens there day to day. Uh, 
for me, just pure podcast guests, I'm going Meredith every single time <laughs> I can. Of course. I she's going to not have a that. filter. She's going to say whatever she's on her mind. She's not going to hide things. She's going to she's gonna be okay talking gossip, but she's also going to um, talk about... I just think she'd be the most fun. Yeah. I think you could, oh, you could really blast. talk with her for a while, and um, she'd have a lot of memories. She'd have a lot of... She'd just, she'd just have a lot of fun with it and, and, and bring a lot of energy to the show, which would be... Uh, which would be needed on our show. Yeah, that would be that would be wonderful. I would love to have Meredith on. You um, vodka man, Alex? Me too. <laughs> yeah, she'd, she'd obviously she'd have a drink in her hand, you yeah, know, yeah. and I'd be like, "Oh, Meredith's having a drink. Let me go get some scotch." Um, <laughs> and we just have a great old time. We could try. It might get off the rails. We could try to corral her, but she would just, you know, I would come in and she would be like, "Oh." Manuel, clean Noel Floro. <laughs> and I wouldn't have any, you know, that's what I'd have to do. Sean would come in and yeah. the same thing, the window. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Darn. Uh, that's a great question. Thank you so much for sending that in, Corey. Um, all right. Uh, I think uh, let's move on to. Hey, remember that week in the 90s when we got bagels? <laughs> that was Clinton. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Friends. MeUndies believes that comfort is about more than what's touching your skin. It's about feeling comfortable in your skin. That's why MeUndies not only uses sustainable, breathable, soft-as-heck fabric, but they also give you endless styles to choose from. It's total comfort, inside and out. MeUndies offers classic colors to ridiculous prints. It's all so you can fully express yourself in your own unique way. You better bet I have a pair of office MeUndies. Dunder Mifflin logo right down the side, all sorts of little office decals all over i use them when i go on plane rides I, I ever since i've used MeUndies for the plane it just works it makes sense it's a beautiful beautiful garment never leave your couch again without a MeUndies membership a monthly subscription that sends new pairs right to your door each month you'll choose new undies socks or a bralette and pick the style and color or print that feels most you fun right fun fun <laughs> plus <laughs> Enjoy discounted pricing, free shipping, and early exclusive access to new launches. Love your butt and get the membership. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. Oh, our listeners. Sorry, guys. For any first-time <laughs> purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping right to your door. MeUndies also has their problem-free philosophy. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund it or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. I would have some questions, but they do not. To get your 15% off your first order and free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash Scott. That's MeUndies.com slash Scott. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? I personally have uh, been in therapy for the last few years, and I highly recommend it to everyone. I was very excited when uh, we had the opportunity to have BetterHelp as a sponsor for our show because I really think it could be helpful to a lot of people. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional online counseling, and financial aid is available. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash Scott. That's Better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Thank you, doctor. Take two of these and call me in the morning. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Special offer for the Michael Scott Podcast Company listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Scott. Uh, let's uh, go to Ordinary Things. That is our building. And we sell paper. All right, guys. In this episode, the office plays bells, bourbon, and bullets to distract themselves from a potential disaster. What's a time that you have used a game to distract yourself from something? So that's a very good question. I used to play Dolphin Olympics, which is a... <laughs> <laughs> which is a flash game uh, on the internet. I think it's Dolphin Olympics 3. Um, and uh, I would play that uh, in school. I would play like in the library or like uh, in uh, in our newspaper class, our, our journalism, journalism class. Journalism, yeah. Yes. Uh, I got extremely good at it. Uh, I did get to the restaurant um, at the edge of the universe. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. That was Wait not... a minute. I I didn't know what you were talking about until you just said the universe, or the restaurant at the end of the universe. So you're a, yeah, if anyone doesn't know the game, which is probably most people, you're you're a dolphin. <laughs> and you just use your <gasps> two keys to, this. to go up and down. And you are jumping out of the water and doing flips and getting points. But you can keep going higher and higher and higher, and you will eventually get into space, and you'll go by every uh, planet, and then you can like you can like grind on the on stars and stuff. I can't. I... Yeah, this is all flooding back to me now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I absolutely played this game. That's impressive, Sean. Good job. Yeah, Thanks, the man. grinding the stars was was bizarre, but yeah. uh, pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. What about you? Not what I was expecting you to say. Me neither. Wow, what a blast from the past. Good call. (laughs) What about you guys? What are are your games? Got anything, Edwin? Not off the top of my head. I have to keep thinking about it. You go. You go. Well, I a a couple because all of us played over this past New Year's. Usually we have... We all get together and we have a big party with our friends for New Year's, which we couldn't do last year. And to distract ourselves from the pain of not being able to do that, we did a trivia night where uh, two of our friends made trivia based on the movies we'd been watching every single Friday and went Friday and, and Wednesday, Wednesday for a whole yeah, year. Yeah. So out of our wider group of friends, every Wednesday or Friday, at least some of us would get together and watch a movie together on Zoom where we go like one, two, three, and you hit play at the same time yeah, and just watch the movie together. And we ended up getting into like a couple hundred movies that I we would all definitely. watched. And we tracked the list of the movies. Um, the very first one we watched was Roadhouse. <laughs> uh, and it began as an innocent like, oh, let's watch all of Patrick Swayze's movies. Mm-hmm. And then it quickly devolved into just... Now I mean, we were watching Gone in 60 Seconds. We yes. were watching uh, some Miyazaki movies. It just started going all over the place. Heavyweights. Starship yeah, Troopers. Right. <laughs> it starts to start naming them. Yeah. There Somebody, so many. People would just submit ideas for movies to watch, and we would. 
It was yep. a it was a good way to try to, to get through the pandemic anything. and quarantine together. Yeah, and they very tracked funny. all these movies and then made a giant trivia game uh, from all of these movies. It was very impressive, and I was I was almost like touched. It was such a in depth uh, trivia game that they made, and it was a very nice distraction. It felt like New Year's was still a party, even though we weren't able to do it in person. And we we even pulled off a secret Santa remotely. That's right. Where we mailed yeah. each other gifts and we opened them on Zoom together. It was pretty cool. Um, and that was a really nice nice holiday distraction. Um, one other thing. So I actually played a murder mystery game just like this one. Oh, yeah. Um, I think you could just print the whole thing out online. I forget the name of it. But it was very similar vibe. This was a little more 20s. Um, swing. It was kind of a swing era mm. theme. And I, I played a guy named Duke Carrillo. And I ran the, I ran the local horse racing track. And I had some gambling debts. You know, and it's like you do, you get a character card and mm-hmm. everyone has a thing that would incentivize them to murder the main guy. Mm-hmm. And you have to figure out who by talking. But uh, as we were doing this, uh, the way this one worked is everyone's milling about just sort of doing their thing. At one point, one member of the party is the person who is murdered. And whoever's running the game takes them into a separate room outside of it and sets up the murder scene with this person okay. <laughs> and so our friend pete was that person and he went into an upstairs room and then you know the person running the game comes down and basically does that there's been a murder and i was like oh my god we're all acting mm-hmm. like in character and we all go up and it was in my fiance it, uh, it was at her house at the time not our current house and in her room is where they set the murder up and our friend pete was laying on the bed with like this you know toy knife in his back <laughs> but, but 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 between when they set that up and came downstairs to get us, uh, our cat Walter, who lives with us, had, had, had made her way into Anne's room and got up and was just sitting on top of Pete's body, just curled up and doing little milk treading, oh, little no. biscuits on him. And so we all walked in. Walter oh my god! And I could see Pete laughing because he could feel Walter <laughs> pressing into his back. That's uh, amazing. Really broke the tension of the whole thing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you it it would just well, we know who the murderer is and it was Walter. It was Walter. It was Walter in the bedroom with the knife. Yeah. <laughs> Dancing on her prey. <laughs> oh god. Amazing. Anyway, that was a amazing. Um, that was that was a distraction from that game. Was but that was that's good. Hey, I thought of one. A really good one from yeah. uh, early in the pandemic when you just had a lot of time. Uh Animal Crossing. On the, you know, oh. on the old Switch. That was nice during the early days of pandemic and uh, quarantine. Yes. That had a, a big year moment. Ago. Yeah. That yeah. Was, Definitely. It was super fun. Very, uh, very engrossing. And then I just haven't picked it up in months. Uh, I'm sure that my animal town is overrun at this point with yeah, weeds sure. and yeah, shrubs and stuff. Also, yeah. um, Stardew Valley was another fun game from that time. Good oh, yeah. distraction. Which is, you're just, yep. you're a farmer and you farm. <laughs> <laughs> and then there you go. That it's great. great. It is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, we even did that. We did Fall Guys for a little bit. Oh, uh, we played, played Fall Guys. Times. Yeah, you, me, and Colin. That's right. I feel like there was a whole run of these really colorful, simple Sweet games. Baby Boinkers. Sweet Baby Boinkers. Oh we would play Fall Guys, and in Fall Guys, you just get, like, it's like these obstacle courses, and you just get hit by these ridiculous fruit and propellers and stuff. We would just try <laughs> to say silly things to each other and try to make each other laugh. Oh boy, just got docked. Like, oh, I'm getting schloinked out here. <laughs> Put me in a blender. Ah, <laughs> uh, good times. Anyway. Good times. Yeah. All right. Uh, 
Do you want? I have one. Do you want to do one other order of things or save it? I guess we don't need to. That was probably long enough. I think that's. Let's do the. If you're gonna do trivia, we should just do trivia. Yeah. Right. Cool. All right. So for. Tri- oh, gonna flip you. That's so good as an interruption. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> boom! 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 Broken nose! Boom! 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 <laughs> How dare you! Uh, sorry, go ahead, Sean. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. All right, so for trivia this week, trivia has been sent in by Eliza. Thank you, Eliza. Eliza says, I recently discovered your podcast and have enjoyed listening to it while driving and working out. Because my favorite character on the show is Creed, I thought I'd make you a Creed-inspired trivia set. Uh, So here we go. Okay. Okay. it's going gonna, it's gonna to start out easy and get, get much harder. Uh, That's what you said. What's Creed's real name? William, William Charles, Charles Schneider. Schneider. Bingo. What is Creed's job title at Dunder Mifflin? Quality assurance. Exactly. Where does Creed live? By the, by the quarry. quarry. Yeah, so he can throw things down there. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's the name of Creed's blog? Creed Thoughts. CreedThoughts.gov. Correct. Backslash CreedThoughts. Uh, how did Creed fake his own death? Hmm. I didn't know this disappeared? one either. In, in the Baylor. Used the Baylor. Oh, oh yeah. Ball. At the yeah, end of the yeah. show in the finale, yes. Creed faked his own death in the Baylor. Oh, yes, okay, in yes. the finale. Right, right, right. I remember. Yes. Uh, do, you, do you think you'd know what... Creed's first line is and last line from the show. Oh. Even if you can like pinpoint sort of what he says when. Is Creed's first line uh, about Devin in Halloween? His first line is in Halloween. Yeah. What do you think, it, boss? Or something like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, what are you telling me? Which yeah. is what, yeah. what he says after Michael uh, starts to fire him. Mm-hmm. Um, and his then, last line is when but, he's getting. Oh yeah, yeah. But he calls Creed into his office first. He says Creed, and Creed goes, "Huh?" Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes, actually, Eliza <laughs> no. does say, "Huh?" Is his huh? actual first thing he says, but his first full sentence. Um, the last, yeah, and line then is last line when he's getting taken away by police at the end. All right, let's go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's um, also very yeah. arbitrary. Yeah. <laughs> I applied for a job at this company because they were hiring. I took a desk at the back because it was empty. But no matter how to get there or where you end up, human beings have this miraculous gift of making that place their home. All right, boys, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, that for a day in the life of a dog food company. <laughs> yes. All right. And uh, to wrap up this trivia, can you name every crime alleged assumed or real, committed or referenced by Creed Whoa. or by another character talking about Creed in the show. There is, she's got a list here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. About 12, 12 crimes here. <laughs> well, now now we're just face. impersonating the yeah. Andy face. From yeah, from making, making fake IDs. Yes. Is one. Identity yep. theft. Yep. Stealing. Something. I just love stealing. Yeah, just theft. Like Casino stealing night, blood bags. Cheating, stealing. poker chips, and yeah. Mm. Stealing blood. 
But those are all just one stealing. No, I, I, I'd give you well, uh, uh, stealing in casino night. Uh huh. Stealing um, in blood drive. You stealing in blood drive? Yes. Stealing that's on from there. the office. Mm-hmm. We um like before, reselling, before the merger. Yeah, reselling the office equipment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the thing where he makes the card for Debbie Brown and then takes all the money. Product recall. <laughs> that one. Yeah, I guess that's just like uh, yeah. the blood that's all over him on the Halloween. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's just say that he assaulted or murdered someone because mm-hmm. of that blood. Yeah, and here comes trouble. Mm-hmm. Playing. Um, uh, we said st- we said stealing the blood bag as yeah. well. Stealing the okay. blood bag. Um, yeah, he steals. He steals from another place as well. I oh, from put, the the egg roll. That's at the right. Yep, restaurant. yep. Yep. And he steals uh, Pam's Twice. hash brown. <laughs> yes, that's right. Steals pancakes from the pancake luncheon. Oh yeah, that's right. He steals the Celestia. toys from the donation drive in <laughs> Benihana Christmas. That's right. And a Merry yeah. Christmas to you. Yeah, you guys are actually you guys are getting some more on here. Um, um, he uh, he plays hooky from work in uh, work mm-hmm. bus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. Not a crime, but you know. Um, blackmails everyone in that webisodes. Oh yeah. He's. Uh, He's been a leader and a follower of cults. Yep. Again, not illegal. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, faking his own death, as we said. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he, uh, just some other things listed on here. He hides from the cops and frayed, framed Toby, uh, so he must have done something oh, yeah, there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, uh, for- forgery? When's that? I just assume <laughs> William documents. Charles he's made fake. He's oh made yeah, fake that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, uh, in in Roy's wedding, he he says the Taliban is the worst. Great heroin though. So we're <laughs> uh, led to believe he's done heroin or <laughs> at the time of marijuana consumption mm-hmm. slash possession, knowing uh, of course cannabis Northern Lights indica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there there you go. That's yeah. That one's not even alleged. On Mm-hmm. Uh, doing drugs, fabulous. Um, I just looked up in the finale, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for the forgery when he says he's Jeff Bomodo, Bomondo, I sell ceramic tile out of Newark, <laughs> uh, and then he says my wife's name is Catherine. I can show you my social security card if it helps. Social security guard, security card. Oh, oh. <laughs> yet another uh, Kate, Katie, Catherine. Yep, there mm-hmm. you go. A lot of those. Uh, yeah, and then in the finale, Dwight mentions that he sold drugs, trafficked an endangered species meat, uh, and stole oh, yeah. weapons grade LSD from the military. Uh, <laughs> so there you have it. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much, Eliza. Yeah, thank you for sending that in. Um, if you would like to uh, send us your trivia, email us mspodcastcompany at gmail dot com. You can also call us, 503-694-9314. Call us and leave us a message. We love to play them on the show. <laughs> Edwin's doing the face of me again. <laughs> uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram. We have a website, uh, uh, michaelscottpod.com. And we are on Patreon, patreon.com slash michaelscott. Uh, become a Scott's Top for five bucks a month. You can weigh in on what episodes we'll be doing next. You can send us questions and you'll get a bonus mailbag episode every month where we get to all, everybody's questions um uh, and first playlist will be out there this this month mm-hmm. as Ooh. far as our our recommendations uh for what to watch read and listen to most definitely and uh, and we make a donation to the third good marshall college fund together 
uh, with those funds. So thank you. Special thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. We love you guys so much. Uh, we couldn't do it without you. Special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who designs our artwork. And this episode was recorded in Portland, Oregon, over video chat. Thank you for listening. Um, it means a lot to us that you'll hang out with us, that you'll send us trivia, send us questions, uh, interact with us, engage with us. Uh, it's really amazing, and it helps us keep doing the show. Uh, it's it's just it's, You guys are just the absolute best. We love and appreciate you all. Um, and we can't wait to be back with more. So take care. Stay safe. We'll see you next week with more stories from This American Life. Pippity poppy, give me this up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.